So two episodes ago, I had the bright idea that I would get Andy to tell me how to write a book because that is what I want to do and he has done it a lot of times. So the first episode went pretty smoothly. This last episode, we kind of got a little sidetracked. He's making this face it at me. It went smooth. It, well, it was smooth in and of itself, but we did not get to the actual parts two and three of writing a book. So you could kind of move me along. I do think that the last episode went smoothly and it was a very, very, very important topic. Powerful. It was, he's <laughs> now he's making fun of me. No, I'm not. Um, if you could see his face, this is why we only do audio and not video. So, um, all joking aside, the seriousness of last week's episode, um, you know, I know for me, there's been a lot of emotional healing and it had to come before I could write a book so I could look back at my past and I could blame the fact that I've not written on this, that, or the other and I could let this shame kind of creep in um, and keep me even from doing it further. But instead, what I'm seeing is part of that emotional healing that I've done and the physical healing is actually some of the material that I needed to be able to write the message that I'm intended to write. So there is this order to that and I think an emotional healing is so important. So if you did not listen to last week's episode, you need to go back and do that. So moving on to this episode, we're going to talk about the second and third part. And so now I get to be a student again and I get to be quiet while Andy takes the mic on how I am supposed to write this book. Hey, I wanted to take a quick break. I am holding in my hand the newest book, Process Over Permission. It is your, I'm just reading it right off the cover here, long subtitle, but it tells you what it's going to do. Your 11 point plan to make the publishing game work in your favor and multiply and monetize your message. Now, here's what I would love to do, ship you this book. Uh, send it to you. I've already bought the book for you. It's absolutely free. It is sitting in our shipping department downstairs. We office out of the house and we have an entire setup down there. Uh, I would love to ship it to you. You pay the shipping and handling. I will send you the book. The link is down in the show notes. Here's what you're going to learn. It's just what the subtitle says. It's an 11 point plan to make the publishing game now work in your favor. You might've felt like you wanted to write a book or you might've thought, hey, I've got an idea, a message to share with other people. You might've even thought, hey, this is something people need to know, but you're not sure how to get started. Or if you got started and even got that thing on paper or in your computer somewhere, how would you even get it out there? Well, this book is going to outline the process that I would use, the processes we actually do use even now to move the message from idea to print, to course, to coaching, to blog posts, to podcast, to all the other things without doing more work. In fact, once you understand the process, you can actually do less work and achieve more. And I tell you this, now is the best time to do this. The technology, the industry, so many things have changed so that now all of this works in your favor 
even if you've never done this before. So I would encourage you, the link is down in the show notes, process over permission, your 11 point plan to make the publishing game work in your favor and multiply and monetize your message. You can do it, we'll help. The book is down in the show notes. We bought it for you, pay the shipping and handling, it's on the way, just tell us where to send it. So what's next? Well, you know, the first step was you've got to aggregate everything. So an, an aggregate, that was step number one. What, what, episode, what episode number was that? 16? What are we are? 18 right now? That I do not know. So I think it, I think that's right. So I'm going to trust you. aggregate is a collection of just a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and you use the Lego example. Yeah, I mean, I would say like this. You know, one day I was talking to a friend of mine. He was going to write a book. Uh, he's a pastor at a church, and he had just preached through a sermon series, and then he had led a small group in his house on the stuff that was going to be the topic of the book, and he had done some research on the things that were going to be the topic of the book, and he had some uh, personal assessments that people could take that he was going to include in the book, and he had some other illustrations, and we were sitting there at a Mexican restaurant, and I'm talking to him about one of my books. And so he starts talking to me about, it was a very organic conversation. Well, like he took it over, you know, he was like, Hey, let me tell you about this. Oh yeah. Tell me about it. So he said, here's what I'm wanting to put together. So I got this book idea and what I've done is I've grabbed all this stuff. Here's what it is. I've got the slides from my sermons, like where you did PowerPoint. I've got some pictures. I've got some Xeroxes from some books where I've researched some stuff. I've got notes. I've got... I mean, like he had a collect, and it was all organized in some sense by topic. And he said, look, look at it. Could you help me put this book together? And ultimately he hired me to ghostwrite that book. Uh, I was laughing about it. Just, it, it's like an inside joke between me and him. It, it said, you know, Hey, when you brought me all that stuff, yeah, it was just a mess. And it was a mess compared to what the final book looks like. Because the final book, it has uh, a glossy cover. The final book has nice pictures and graphics in it. The final book follows an outline. The final book has QR codes. You scan it, it goes boom to a video of him on a hidden webpage where he's talking. And, but in all seriousness, what he brought to me, it was an aggregate. It was that step number one, all the pieces that I have that I think want to go into this book. And when he handed it to me and hired me to write it, it just kind of happened organically. He handed it to me. I took it. I started looking at what he had. I watched the sermons. I read through all the documents that he had Xeroxed in there, looked through all the slides he used that he shared online, all the graphics, the images, the pictures, all the Bible verses, he had Xerox. I mean, like it was a writer's dream in that the first step wasn't the writing. The first step was that aggregating. I don't even know if that's how you say it. So I, I Well, you can always go back a couple episodes where I butchered it. <laughs> like well, I'm not even sure if I said it right either, but it doesn't matter. It's more you the just, idea you just, of it. You know, you just speak with confidence and move on. And then people go, oh, yeah, that's probably what it is. So, oh, geez, Louise. Okay. Okay, so we had it. And we, 
I received this notebook. I still have the notebook in our office. In fact, I was going to shoot a video, but one day I was like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I should do that or not because you ghost write the book. You know, you kind of go, it's, you're not really the ghost if you, if people know like, oh, there's the book and you wrote it. Like that's not ghosting and that's more of just, hey, I wrote it. I'm, like I've got the original files on my computer, but my name's not, like, you know, my name's not on it. The best is when you know that you've ghost written something and then you overhear people talking about it, but you're just like, yeah. Oh, people well. go, that's yeah. a phenomenal and then, book. And like, they have go, no yeah. idea that you like had a hand in yeah, it. Yeah, and you would go, that's an awesome book. Yeah, no, you're I mean, just like, yeah, tell me more about what that. What was funny with this book is eventually they launched a online group based on the book. And so I thought, I'm going to attend this. It was a Zoom meeting, a couple hundred people on it. And they decided what they were going to do is they're going to break off people into small groups, like Zoom rooms. And so you get tossed into a room, and all of a sudden, I'm in a room with like five people. So I've gone no from 200 to five people, and we're only talking about the book. And so I'm trying to be a fly on the wall and not say a lot. I'm really kind of an extrovert, you know, in certain situations. And so normally that would have been one where I'm like talking up first, but I'm just kind of flying on the wall. And so it eventually comes to you know, hey, what do you think about this resource? And they're all saying, oh, this is a great resource. This is phenomenal. Oh, I love the whatever. And it gets to me and I'm like, okay, so how do, how do you play that? Do you play like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Or, or I happen to know more about this resource than anybody in this whole... Anyway. Yeah, I don't know about that's that. That's funny. I do. I just played it cool. And then finally somebody's like, you wrote the book, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, so the I, cat like, is out yes, of the bag. I did. Um, but... We went from that aggregate step to that number two assemble step, and I, and I you know, and I'm kind of saying the aggregate step and dragging it out because really, it's not just like oh step one, oh now I'm in step two, and I never go back to step one. I mean, you're still kind of it's it's more of a blur. And so I remember when we got into step two. Uh, you and I were going up to I was speaking at a church in North Carolina, and on the car ride up, I mean I remember listening to those sermons. And, you know, in my mind, I kind of had the outline of what he was saying, of where it was going. Um, but then I'm pulling in all these pieces. I kind of wrote a rough outline of what I thought the book would be. But then I started assembling it. So we go from aggregate. You got all the parts. You haven't done anything with it. The assemble it. He had already kind of assembled it. Because when he gave it to me, it was kind of all in four sections and that binder. But the assembling is really... You've whittled it down by topic, not necessarily by chapter, by topic. And then you're assembling and reassembling. You're moving things around. Books aren't so much written as they are assembled from the aggregates that you already have. So I've literally written books from social media posts where I had 20 or 30 social media posts on a topic. And I sucked them down together and put them into a book. I mean, that really happened. One day, I was at the jump park. I think I was communicating with you at this point. I'm at the jump park, and the kids are jumping, and they want to take like an hour and a half. And I'm like, i got to do a little bit of work. So they go jump, and I pull all these social media posts, the, the, the aggregates, and I had them in the notes app of my folder. So one of the things we teach you in Amplify is to file all your stuff so you can find it and refind it. I put it all into a book template, kind of moving it around. Literally, I wrote a book in, goodness, they came over after an hour and a half and wanted 30 more minutes to jump. I gave it to them. The book was together, not edited, but together by the time they finished that jump. 
because everything was there. So you, does that make sense? You're aggregating, you're assembling. Part of the editing process of that book was moving some stuff around. It's not just a clear main idea. Yeah, it's not like a three clear points, like... fill it in. Yeah. The book kind of takes a life of its own. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, because, you know, you told me to start organizing some of my journals and putting them, you know, into categories and sub sub stuff. And so I've got all these. Um, I decided to use notes on my phone. Um, I've scanned in a lot of the journals and put them in date order so I could pull from them. And I've used some smart folders. Like, so there's all these tools that you can use. Probably a topic for another podcast or or something out there for the blog but um those things it takes time and it but i could see where there's no like okay step one check you've checked all the boxes and now we're going to step two it's not like that because some of these pieces you think they're going to have a home there and then they get recycled back to something else or well um, i'll say this you know i've written a lot of books and there has not been one yet that looked in the end like I thought it was going to look in the beginning. Generally, though, they're better than what you envisioned possible because you go through this process of, you know, again, aggregating it, getting it all together. And sometimes those ideas come from notes you have. Sometimes they come from journals. Sometimes they come from outlines and pieces. And sometimes it's a conglomeration of all that. Sometimes they come from, for me, they've come from series of talks that I've done in the past. You pull them all together, and then at some point, you assemble it, you reassemble it, you reassemble it again, you take it down, and in the process of each kind of refining, it gets better, and it looks different, and it takes on a new life, and it keeps leveling up so that through the process, the end product looks nothing like what you envisioned in the beginning. It has some semblance. You go, I can see a straight line of how it got from this to that, but it's generally better, it's generally deeper, it's fuller. There's so much more to it. And there are things that you learn in the process uh, that you didn't even know, you thought you knew all of it, but in the process of writing it, you know, your mind becomes very clear and there's this clarity. So my, my dad always taught me, he, he told me who said this originally, I don't remember who it was, it was kind of an ancient philosopher, not even an ancient philosopher, couple hundred years ago said something like reading makes a man full writing makes a man precise mm, i love that it'd be true of women too but your dad said that <laughs> well my dad was quoting someone oh you know like francis bacon or you know somebody like that that's kind of a historical figure like reading makes a man full writing makes a man precise so there's so many things that I think I know now that I didn't know when I started writing the book that I learned in the process of writing the book. And so one of the illusions that you need to just kind of dilute from your mind is that you have to be the expert before you write the book. Many times there are people who write from the position of already having arrived and having become the expert, it's a valid place. However, I think for me, a lot of times I write the stuff that I want to know, that I want to explore, that 
is stuff for me. You know, even when we were writing the Amplify book, there were things in there that I wrote that are, hey, this is what I've been doing for the last seven years in some capacity. But there are also things that in that book we wrote, and even now at Amplify Pro, I'm like, this week it happened. I said, hey, I need a tool for what needs to be on a sales page. I've created dozens of them, but I've never had a template. I'm just going to go make a course on it. I'm going to create it. That's what I did. I need a template for what do you do for a live event. Well, I've done, you know, dozens of live events. More, more than that, when I was working at a church, we had a live event every Sunday. I worked in churches for over a decade. That's a lot of live events. Um, but I'd never had a template. And so writing it, creating the course, creating the structure of it for Amplify Pro, that really gave me, and I learned so much more in the writing of it. already knew. It's already kind of full of it. That's a great phrase. Oh, you're just full of it, right? But, but I got clarity, you know, and precision as I was going through it. That's what happens as you start assembling and reassembling the process of writing the book. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. I, I love the idea of just getting to that cozy place where you can, like, you've got all the pieces and you've narrowed it down. <laughs> I fantasize about that and just picking some time and really figuring that out or handing it to you to go strike. Here's all the pieces. It goes down. Oh, you, if you could see his face. All right. So moving on. Um, I think, I think that that's important. I think my, what I really liked what you said about sometimes you can go and take some things that you just organically wrote on Facebook and like use that as a starting point. I think the more important thing that's taught and amplifies as you're writing to go ahead and create your social media post. So the takeaway for me there, and I made a note because you are teaching me and I'm a student of, yeah. <laughs> of you today, um, is just, you know, be aware of where you are and kind of do the things in order from where you are. So you don't want to recreate work. Um, and you really have everything that you need. It's just you've got to massage the order in which you do them. So is that fair statement? I, th I think it is. Is that a good takeaway? Mm -hmm. um, you you may have some <laughs> other takeaways. Well, it's not a takeaway. It's just you know the, the Amplify book is total. There there are what it's so that that's a eight and a half by eleven. Yeah, there's right? a, there's a lot. It's five hundred pages. Now, the way that was developed, just so people know, like, well, is this really the process you use? It is. Here's what I did. When I first started that, I ordered two journal books because they came in sets of two. There's a two little five and a half, eight and a half, you know, where you can rip the pages out of them. Like, they're, they're literally thick paper sketch pads. I, the kind of paper and the pen you use, in my opinion, it matters. It definitely matters. Like you don't want junk equipment. So I ordered some good paper, thick paper, had a great pen, got the favorite pens that I use, which are different than yours. So like it's it's very personalized to the individual. And I started writing down, if I was going to teach people how to do all this stuff, what would I do? Well, what, what do they need to know? And so like literally at the top of a page, I would write a topic. They need to know this. You know, and then I would be like, well, they need to know this too. Another top of the page. They need to know this. Another top of another page. They need to know, what are the things I know about this? And I started filling in underneath it, like what would be not necessarily an outline, but just kind of subheadings, not necessarily in order. And many times 
it would be something like, you know, the Amplified book and the workbook that you got right there have probably in 500 pages, 100 graphics, lots of pictures. You go, where do those pictures came from? Where they came from that sketch pad where I'm literally in there kind of sketching them out and drawing them. And then at some point um, would put some surrounding language around them, some surrounding words. Uh, I remember all those pages ripped out of that journal. So I start with the journal and then I just kind of sorted them in the way I wanted them. And then that literally became the outline of the book. And as I'm writing, if I can, if when I'm writing the book and typing, so sitting, uh, as we talked about two episodes ago, sometimes early in the morning, sometimes even on the weekends or late afternoon, you know, outside on the porch at a pub, I'm sitting down. When I came to a picture in my notes, I would literally snap the picture airdrop it to the iPad, put it in the document, keep on typing so that I knew at some point when I'm editing this, I'm going to come back and I'm going to design a beautiful version. Well, I don't know if I call this graphics beautiful, but a, a polished, clear, yeah. polished, professional version of that graphic. And so, so this process of aggregating, that's just, okay, what are all ideas? What do people need to know? Assembling it. Okay, so literally we've got loose sheets of paper. We're chunking them around. So okay. at what point do you actually put it in the template? So you just have that, like is there something that happens in your psyche where you just feel you like, just know. oh, yeah, but like if you see it in one form versus like it's, you start to drop it into a template, a book template. Yeah. Like there's something that happens there that you're like, oh, this is starting to look like a book. It starts to look like a book. If it's a book, it's a book. You know what I mean? So at what point do you do that? I mean, I had I had 80 to 100 pages of notes, you know, bullet points, sketch, not not long-form sentences, sketches, all that. I had them all in order, you know, that I wanted them. And so at that point, that is when I sat down with a... Now, we, no, we've got a... I've got a pages document. You, you've used it. That is a template for a book. It's got the chapters, the contents, all that, subheadings. So I started typing into that. And I knew at that point, because I used some highlighters, to mark, hey, I think this is going to be a subheading in the book. I think this goes in this chapter. So I started pulling all that together. Well, the original version I had in my pages is the um, software that I use. I think the original version had, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe 12, 13 chapters. That was it. But you just start writing, you know, and you've got your pictures in there and you've got your subheadings and you got the body and you're filling it out. And, you know, and I didn't necessarily write it in order. Like sometimes I'd, you know, I'd just feel it like, hey, today I want to write about books. Oh, hey, today I want to write about podcasts. I go to that section. Hey, today I want to write about courses or coaching or this mind shift or, you know, today I want to write about. So I'm kind of bouncing around, filling in all the gaps. Even in the process of that, I'm moving stuff from one section to the other section, you know. And then at some point, I remember sit, I remember where I was sitting at Starbucks up the street thinking, goodness, some of these chapters are 30 pages long. I wonder if instead of having a chapter on books and a chapter on websites and a chapter on how to do an email sequence, I wonder if I could just chop those in half and do maybe a what chapter for each one and a how and a why chapter for each one. So that's, that's what I did, you know, which is, again, that's back to that assembling and reassembling and reassembling thing. You literally have Lego pieces that are big, and you go, hmm, I'm just going to chop this one in half. It's gotten too big. That's all part of that process. 
And so it sounds like writing the book is just very easy, tidy, but it's not. You just kind of get in it, and honestly, you're just kind of slinging and moving and adjusting. And that's part of the reason why I think it's really better if you kind of get into it and you have time blocks to work in, like we talked about in part three of the course, where you're not working in these 30-minute chunks. For sure, there are 30 minutes where you got in you're like, oh, I'm going to fill out this little story, write this illustration. You do that. But as far as working on the bigger picture, like I, I think you got to have chunks of time to make it more efficient. Does does that make sense? Yeah, that's that's very helpful. I mean, I've I've learned a lot, and and I, actually, I just want to end this podcast and go to my tiny room and start. <laughs> we can't. I mean, we got to end right now. Anyway, yeah, we're like out of time. assembling so my. Can, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just gonna shut her down. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So what? What, what is part three, and what will we be talking about next time? I, I think part three is we got to talk about amplifying it. And so, you know, if you write this stuff, we say step number one is to aggregate. Step number two is to assemble. And you could just put subset under step number two is assemble and reassemble and reassemble and reassemble and reassemble and reassemble. And, so, and at some point, you know that it's done. Step number three is at some point you've got to step out of that reassembling thing and you've got to let people know, hey, this thing is ready to go. And so step number three, and, and I, we'll, we'll draw out a timeline and everything for that, is to amplify the message. Share it. So before we go, um, there's a few things that I, I want to consider maybe putting on the blog or... Um, some stories, you know, over in social media somewhere, but just to address things such as project fatigue, you know, where you get to the end of your project, you're, you've spent so much time in it and you just start, you know, golly, you have, you have less to do than you had the whole entire time, but you just are in that messy, messy spot where you just start cutting corners almost. Yeah. Where you just have, so I think that that's one thing that kind of comes to my mind because I see that some of our clients that we go straight for, and that we've worked with, project fatigue is a real thing. And so I think if we can help people in our community um, prepare to offset that and, and be proactive, I think that would be a good thing. The second thing, um, I completely forgot what the second thing was. So You got caught up on fatigue? Well, I think... I think I got a little tired. Pardon you got fun. fatigued. I got fatigued. My kids, funny story, my kids think that that's a bad word. Fatigue? Anytime when, when they were little and I would say, golly, I'm so fatigued. Like they would look at me like I had just said the F word, which I did, but it wasn't the F word, right? And they would be like, mom, do not say that. Where did they get that? I don't was... know. I think it was just the, they could just tell in my voice that I, I really meant it. But um, I think project fatigue is, is a thing. I wish I could remember what that second thing was because it was important. Oh, I do remember because you looked at me and that, yeah, that those sweet what... eyes. Book template. Is yeah. that something that we have for sale on our website? Because if we don't, that we should. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it probably is for sale. Put a link down in the show notes. People yeah, can go grab that. Because... And grab the little video module just on... I mean, you know, there's a whole, mo there's a whole course, but... If people just want to buy the module on how to write the book. Well, I know for me, the reason I say that I think that that should be for sale, 
and I know that we've talked about that, I just don't know if it's there yet, is because, like, I'm an artist, I love to create, so for me, things are visual. I really loved what you said about dropping. I've never thought about that. Just go ahead, drop it in a template at some point and just let it start looking like what you think it should look like. And then it kind of motivates you yeah, and you start moving easier. around. And then, I mean, golly, you can print that out and you can kind of touch and feel it. It becomes real. So I think that that book template, even if it's not exactly what it looks like at the end or you tweak it, I think if you had a good starting point, um, I think that that would be helpful. Well, you will. I mean, what, what people do is every time I guarantee you, they'll change the font and then they'll change the color and then they'll change. But that's part of it. You know, like you just expect that. However, the fact that you've even got it into the template, it gives you this emotional boost it's like running a marathon if you've ever run a marathon, and it's like starting on mile 20. You know, it's still hard. You still got a lot of work to do. <laughs> you know, you're already tired on mile 20, but starting on mile 20 is way different than starting on mile one. I mean, it looks like a book, it's shaped like a book, it reads like a book, it's got the subheadings, it's already got some of your graphics and things, particularly if you've already made some of the, you know, slides that are gonna, you know, to where you can present this stuff, turn it into a course. Like, it gives you a, lead start so that's all part of that assembling and reassembling and reassembling and reassembling next episode we're going to talk about Am amplifying am it amplifying sign us is... off uh, goodbye that's it all right that's cue it. the music we're done <laughs> that project fatigue